1: Family and friends of U.S. Army Lieutenant Richard Collins III were waiting in a courtroom hallway, as were the parents of Sean Urbanski, who was charged with stabbing Collins to death back in May of 17. Unfortunately, Urbanski was a no-show. One might think that he escaped prison, but no. This is purely the fault of the prosecution. He was never transferred from the Jessup Correctional Facility, where he is being held, to the courthouse for a hearing yesterday morning. After a bench conference, the judge decided that they would continue the hearing until Wednesday, June 5th, after admonishing the prosecution about their responsibilities. Urbanski is facing life with no chance of parole for the murder charge and potentially an additional 20 years for a hate crime charge. Governor Larry Hogan has called for the University System Maryland Board of Regents to investigate the handling of the adenovirus outbreak at College Park that led to the death of Olivia Paragall last November. Hogan said in a statement that the action was prompted by the fact that the campus leadership waited 18 days to tell students and parents about the virus. In a letter to the Board of Regents, Hogan did bring up the heat-related death of University of Maryland football player Jordan McNair last year. In the letter, he said, Mr. McNair's death rightfully prompted multiple investigations and brought to light numerous inadequacies in how the university dealt with a medical emergency. Unfortunately, I am deeply concerned that the university learned nothing from that troubling and tragic episode. It appears that at just about every turn, leaders withheld information. There must be a full review of these decisions and of the officials who made them. Good on you, Governor Hogan. Good on you. Some delegates and senators didn't get some bills passed last session, but they're going to try again. And I didn't realize that you can go to jail in Maryland for not paying your bills. The United States hasn't had a debtor's prison in a long, long time, and there are a couple of delegates and senators trying to overturn that, and it's actually through a loophole in Maryland. Typically, in a debt collection case, a creditor can file a judgment, which basically is a claim that the debt is owed, and compel a debtor to appear in court to answer questions about their assets. Usually, somebody appears and the court would authorize a garnishment to wages, property, or bank accounts. But very often, the debtor does not show up for the court hearing, and an arrest warrant is issued for the individual who fails to appear in court. Records show that about 20% of all debt collection cases result in an arrest. And an attorney, Amy Hennon, who is the managing attorney of Maryland Volunteer Lawyers Service, which is a Baltimore-based nonprofit that's working with some legislators, said it pretty succinctly. If you can't find wages to garnish, then your judgment is not worth very much and locking people up is not a solution to get people to pay their debts. This will be interesting to follow through the General Assembly session next January when they come back. And if you haven't seen the news, Baltimore was hit back on May 7th with a cyber attack. Hackers got into the city's computer system and demanded the equivalent of $76,000 in Bitcoin payments to remove the virus. And from what I understand from a cybersecurity professional, hackers tend to be very ethical. When they tell you they're going to remove the virus, they indeed do. Well, Baltimore said they weren't gonna play that game. They would not pay the ransom. And so far the price tag now on this hack is estimated at eighteen point two million dollars. Yes, they could have released it for seventy-six thousand, but now they are at eighteen point two and counting. The city's budget director, Bob Sanami, forecasted that the estimated cost would be five million that they've already spent plus an additional $13 million. Email was just restored last Wednesday to some city workers, and they do not have any kind of an estimate as to when the overall network will be back up. You would have thought Baltimore would have learned because they had a ransomware attack on their 911 system just over a year ago. Hey, that's it for the news today. And before we go, I just want to say a big thank you to Dana Stebolt and Mac Medics up in Severna Park for sponsoring this podcast for the last two months. And if you are interested in sponsoring the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, shoot me an email at info at net. All right, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionannapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Click that first link in the show notes and find out all the different ways you can connect with us. Please give us a rating or a review and a recommendation if you get the opportunity. That would kick my weekend off with a bang. Speaking of weekends, it is Friday. We do have our list of things that we suggest you look into coming up in a little bit. We also have George Young with your local and nice DMV weather forecast coming up. But right now, the last word from Mac Have you ever been to the Apple mall when it opens for the day? Maybe you've noticed the line of folks waiting to get into the Apple store. As you may know, I'm a Mac user and today's episode of the Daily News Brief, in fact, all of the episodes of the Daily News Brief have been produced right here on my Mac computer. What you might not know about is Mac Give them a call at 410-757-MACS, or if you're not into the whole letter thing, 410-757-6227. Stop by their retail store in Severna Park on Benfield Road, or their service center in Lanham, right off of Route 50. Or you can always check them out online at macmedics.com. I'll tell you, they've saved me quite a few times,
0: and I know they can save you. Going out? you need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast.
1: Hey, everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, May 31st, last day of May. And, yes, it has been another rainy month on the whole with BWI Airport, reporting at least 5.5 inches of rain so far through 6 p.m. yesterday. But the upside is that we should be rain-free today with plenty of sunshine and temps in the 81 to 88-degree range for highs. And Saturday looks pretty nice, too, with more sunshine and highs in the 80s, though there will be a slight chance for afternoon storms, again before a much greater chance for p.m. showers and storms on Sunday with highs again in the 80s to round out the weekend. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend out there. and Be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google app stores, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed.
0: He started to get down on one knee, and I saw the ring, and I saw him, and, um, I honestly don't know that I said yes right on the back.
1: She didn't say anything. <laughs> she was just shaking for a little while and then I think you said yes eventually. Yeah,
0: I guess I did. I hope so. <laughs> I'm Steve Samaras of Zachary's Jewelers. That was John and Michelle's Story of Yes. For a chance to win a beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced Forever Mark Tribute Collection Diamond Pendant, share your story at a storyofyes.com. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit ionanapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. Party. Thank God it's... Party. Well, it
1: looks like we've got a great weekend weather-wise because we've got a lot of great outdoor stuff to think about this weekend. Going on now through Sunday, it is the umpteenth annual Annapolis Greek Festival. It's over there on Reva Road at the Greek Church, and you can park in the Annapolis High School parking lot. They do have a free shuttle that'll take you over there. You can park along Reva Road if there's some room and even more tight parking, but they do have it available, free parking in their parking lot. If you like anything to do with Greece or Greek or Greek culture, that is the place to be this weekend. Tomorrow over at Sandy Point Park, starting at 8 a.m., going till about 2.30 p.m., it is the 4th Annual Bay Bridge Paddle. You can still get in on that. You can go to abcevents.com and find out more information there. But this is anything that you can paddle. So it could be a kayak, it could be a canoe, it could be stand-up paddleboarding, which will be the most of them. And depending on your skill level, you can do a fun paddle, a moderate paddle, or an extreme paddle, which will take you across the bay. There will be prizes, there will be raffles, there will be food, entertainment, and much, much more. If you'd rather stay land-based, I recommend the Secret Garden Tour. This is sponsored by the Hammond Harwood House. It is happening again this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and this will feature a self-guided walking tour of the Secret Gardens of Historic Annapolis. You would be surprised what lurks behind those brick exteriors, and I do recommend you check that out. It's sponsored by the Hammond Harwood House, and tickets are $20 on that. If you like some beer and you like some music, go get Crooked. You can get Crooked at the Get Crooked Fest, which is an inaugural festival up at the county fairgrounds. It gets underway tomorrow at 2 p.m., goes till 9 p.m. Tickets are $25, and it is hosted by the Crooked Crab Brewing Company. You'll have live music from Jimmy's Chicken Shack, Stolen Rose, Yellow Dub Marine, Joey Harkham, Bert the Dirt, Justin Shapiro music, and lots of local craft beer. This is an all-local festival. Tomorrow night from 5.30 to 10, it is the official kickoff to Annapolis Arts Week, which does go through the 8th of June. The kickoff is called Float, and it is at a somewhat new venue called Prism, which is right on the Westgate Circle. Their address is actually 478 Spa Road. It's in the former building that used to house Compass Rose. This will be like an epic block party showcasing a wide range of artistic and creative talents. There's going to be art, music, dancing, food, a whole lot more. It is rain or shine. It is indoor and outdoor. And they will be filling every nook and cranny of that building and parking lot with art and activity for you to enjoy. And one reason to go, if for nothing else, is that they are going to have food from Dangerously Delicious Pies, Annapolis, which is a new store that is going to be opening up on West Street. They're going to come to give us a preview of that as well. And something I'm not familiar with, but Annapolis Indie Popcorn Bar. So that'll be kind of interesting there. Head on down to Prism at the kickoff for Annapolis Arts Week. And that event is called Float, and it is free. Sliding into Sunday, you have the First Sunday Arts Festival. This is the opener for the 2019 season because the opener they had in May got rained out. First Sunday Arts Festival gets underway at 11 a.m., goes till 5 p.m. They close down the first two blocks of West Street and Calvert Street. You'll have food trucks, you'll have dancing, you'll have hundreds of vendors lining the streets. Beautiful sunshine up in the sky, and it'll be a good day and a good way to kick off Sunday. And finally, I'm not sure if there are going to be any tickets left by the time you hear this or not, but on Monday, it is the Wendy Winters Memorial Foundation PR Bazaar. It is the 16th annual Wendy Winters PR Bazaar, and this is her own little invention where local nonprofits and small businesses get a chance to meet the press face-to-face. We're going to have representatives of television, radio, magazines, newspapers, online, as well as several PR professionals to help you get your message out to the media. The last time I looked, we had only about half a dozen tickets left, so if you would like to go, the cost is $20. You can get your tickets at whatsupticks.com. Just scroll down. It's probably the first or second event that's on there. It's the Wendy Winters Memorial Foundation PR Bazaar, Monday evening at Maryland Hall, starting at 6 p.m. All right, that does it for the weekend. Make sure you have a good time this weekend. Make sure you do it safely because we want to see you here on Monday and have a good one. Whether it's Main Street, your street, or any street in the county that we all live in and love and call Anne Arundel, it's a special place. But part of living here is having a bank that provides what you need when you need it. So when your plans and dreams call for a bank, turn to us, your neighbor. We're Severn Bank, supporting the community that supports us. I'm Alan Hyatt, Chairman of Severn Bank, and it's our honor to be the bank that serves the people of Anne Arundel County. One thing that we never forget is that as a member of this community, it's our responsibility to be committed to helping you and our county thrive. Like you, we live here, we work here, and we play here. Severn Bank, we're here with you.
0: Online at severnbank.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Severn Bank is a trade name used by Severn Savings Bank. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, iOnAnapolis.net, where you can find even more information.